Good morning. And welcome on this wonderful Sunday morning as we celebrate the return of our choir and sort of the beginning of the fall program year. Um, we begin. This morning you will notice that some of our prayers are a little different. I have borrowed prayers from what we call Enriching Our Worship, which is part of the compendium of resources for the Episcopal Church and our worship together. They often use inclusive language that broadens our understanding of who God is, but I also use it specifically because some of the prayers are just so wonderful. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we will begin using the confession, which not only prays for sins that we have committed, but for sins committed on our behalf, reminding us that we are part of a system that we can't avoid. And even when we think we're doing well, society around us um, and the systems around us may not be. Also, our closing prayer is uh, a wonderful prayer for the fall because it begins with God of abundance. During this time of harvest, that sense of God providing abundantly. And so I've chosen those prayers, and we're trying the Eucharistic prayer as well. We will not be chanting the Lord be with you part, uh, the Sursum Corda, uh, because it is not chant-lined for us yet. I'm going to try to find that resource. Also this morning, we're trying some new service music. And so next week, you'll find cards in front of you for our service music, which is the Gloria and then the Sanctus or the Holy, Holy, Holy. Um, but this week, the choir is going to sing it for us, and we can just follow along with the words in our program. So those are some of the changes that we'll be uh, encountering this morning and for the next couple of months. And then we'll go back to normal and what we're used to come Advent. So at this time, I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing 388 found in the blue hymnal.
our service continues on page one of our booklets. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, because without you we are not able to please you, mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Please be seated for the readings. Jeremiah, can you hear me? Can everybody hear me? Yep. Yes? Okay. <clears throat> At that time, it will be said to this people and to Jerusalem, a hot wind comes from me out of the bare heights in the desert towards my poor people, not to winnow or cleanse, a wind too strong for that, now it is I who speak in judgment against them. For my people are foolish. They do not know me. They are stupid children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil, but do not know how to do good. I looked on the earth, and lo, it was waste and void and to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and lo, they were quaking. And all the hills moved to and fro. I looked, and lo, there was no one at all. And all the birds of the air had fled. I looked, and lo, the fruitful land was a desert and all its cities were laid in ruins before the Lord, before his fierce anger. For thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be desolation, yet I will not make a full end. Because of this, the earth shall mourn, and the heavens above grow black. For I have spoken, I have proposed, 
I have not relented, nor will I turn back. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be to God. Second reading, 1 Timothy 1 through 12 through 17. A reading from Paul's first letter to Timothy. I am grateful to Jesus, Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer a persecutor, and a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, for whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason, I received mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example for those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence or gospel hymn this morning is 448. We'll sing the first four verses prior to the reading of the gospel the fifth and sixth verse after. Please stand and join in singing hymn 448.
Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he, is, he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God, may our meditations in heart, mind, and spirit be acceptable to you, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Tell me, where is the road I can call my own that I left, that I lost so long ago? All these years I've wandered. Oh, when will I know there's a way, there's a road that will lead me home? After wind, after rain, when the dark is gone, as I wake from a dream in the gold of the day. Through the air, there's a calling from far away. There's a voice I can hear that will lead me home. These words of composer Stephen Paulus speak to us of a desire to return home, to be at home, wherever or whatever that might be for each of us. I first sang these words as a college chorister some years ago, and it was definitely a younger me seeking to find something that felt like home clearly a powerful emotional memory all these years later. Coming home. Surely the German language or a similar one has some 25 or so letter word that really encapsulates the complexity of the emotion around coming home, coming to such an important place for us, where we feel ourselves most ourselves, when we feel most cared for, where our needs are best met. For some of us, that place may not be the physical space 
in which we were raised, or even maybe the one in which we now reside today. But it still seems that we all yearn for a place that makes us feel at home. And if we aren't sure of even what that is, or, or for any number of reasons can't seem to be there now, we still long for it, don't we? But we just finished a long laundry list of Israel's sins and iniquities. A psalm was sung straight from the depths of a guilty conscience. There was a testimony of one man's complete conversion as a blasphemer and persecutor to, to a devotee of the immortal, the invisible, the only God. And we heard stories of Jesus talking about lost things being found, about repentance. So what does all of that have to do with going home? Well, as he is one to do, often Jesus starts to tie some things together for us in the gospel. And that bit about repentance is actually the important bit. Repentance. It's a word we hear a whole lot in our biblical text, isn't it? We actually even say the words, we are truly sorry and we humbly repent each and every Sunday that we confess our corporate sins as a group of followers. But what's most important and interesting to me is that since the beginning of this, of the Christian church as we know it, there's been a translation issue happening around the concept of repentance. The Greek word metanoia is one of those words that just doesn't quite translate neatly into English. And while it has been translated as the guilt and shame-laden term repentance now for ages, even the earliest church writers knew that it didn't really convey the heart of what metanoia really represents. Changing one's mind, a transformational change of heart, a spiritual conversion, these are better translations for the Greek metanoia. But we can see that it wouldn't really read quite the same way when we situate it back in the text as repentance does. Instead, we would hear Jesus say something like, Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes their mind than over 99 righteous persons who need no spiritual conversion. Or like we also heard earlier, Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who has a transformational change of heart comes across a little differently, doesn't it, than repentance. In both of the parables today, Jesus is talking about something that is lost and that which is found. And while there's absolutely a whole other sermon to preach about us as lost sheep or lost coins and as God, as a shepherd, or a woman searching the house, Today, I noticed something different in these stories. The joy. The joy in the return of what was once lost to where it belongs. The homecoming, if you will, of the sheep and the coin. Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep. We hear the shepherd proclaim to friends and neighbors, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin. The woman cries out to anyone willing to hear her. So, given our refreshed understanding of repentance as metanoia, Jesus tells us that there is joy in heaven when we change our minds, when we have a change in heart. Not when we feel really crummy about something that we've done that we ought not to have. It would seem, maybe, that God doesn't need all of the shame and the guilt for us to come home. 
God just wants us to do the really hard work of continual, lifelong, spiritual conversion. To be transformed by the good news. To let go of patterns and cycles that keep us distant from God and distant from one another. And there is joy to be found there, friends. A good reminder for us in a time when it seems that doubling down and smug, self-righteous stubbornness is just the social ethic du jour. A reminder that changing our minds is not only a holy thing, it's a fundamental aspect of our salvation, it would seem. So what is it about our common understanding of repentance in that classical sense that really keeps us from returning to God's embrace, to be found, to be fed, to be loved into a more fuller and maturer sense of faithfulness? Do we stop short of true repentance, real metanoia, because we think we need to be good or clean enough to come home? Even if that's true, even if that's where we still are stuck today, what I see Jesus offering here is a promise that life imbued with the grace of God, with the unconditional love of the Spirit, with a persistent invitation to come home time and time again. Somehow that will transcend our desire to see faithfulness as good enough. And it will give us a glimpse of something much bigger and better, of a life of faith accompanied by true transformation of heart and of mind. But of course, we still have this pesky problem of sin, don't we? I'm a believer that sin always brings its own punishment. The exhaustion of greed, the bitter taste of objectifying another person due to lust, the isolation and loneliness of pride, the fracturing of our own sense of self when we insist on being dishonest. Real metanoia, real transformation, undoubtedly has to address all of this as well, of course, of course. But the good news is that the incarnate God, like the woman crawling around looking for her coin, that same God roots down in the dust and the dirt to find us, to bring us home. Back in college, that song I opened with, when we finally were able to sing it at our final big concert, I couldn't sing the last verse. I was crying too hard, and it was very embarrassing. But I was crying because I heard Jesus singing the last verse. Rise up, follow me, come away is the call. With love in your heart as the only song, there is no such beauty as where you belong. Rise up. Follow me. I will lead you home. Amen. Please join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world, for Michael, our presiding bishop, for Nicholas, our own bishop, for this gathering, and for all ministers and people. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of him. Pray that they may find and be found by him. I ask your prayers for the departed, especially those who lost their lives on 9-11. Pray for those who have died. In our parish cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for Walter and Joan Hudson, William Jennings, and Arthur and Johanna Johannes. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for the Church of the Holy Cross, Middletown, and the Church of the Redeemer, Providence. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored. Pray that we may have grace in glorifying Christ in our own world in our own day. Before I give our concluding collect, I do ask your prayers this morning for the repose of the soul of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. I ask your prayers for her family and her country who grieve her passing. I ask your prayers for those who are in the midst of conflict and violence in their homeland, especially for those throughout Ukraine. We pray for peace. O Lord, our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name, amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, I invite anyone who's having a birthday in the month of September or a wedding anniversary to please come forward for a blessing.
Birthdays, birthdays, and double header, okay. <laughs> All right. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh God, our times are in your hand. Look with favor, we pray, upon your servants as they begin another year. Grant that they may grow in wisdom and grace and strengthen their trust in your goodness all the days of their lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O oh God, you have so consecrated the covenant of marriage that in it is represented the spiritual unity between Christ and his church. Send therefore your continued blessing upon these your servants, that they may so love, honor, and cherish each other in faithfulness, in patience, in wisdom, and true godliness, that their home may be a haven of blessing and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So we have 50 years of marriage over here and 49 years over here. Whoa. So congratulations to everyone. Happy birthday and congratulations. And now the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. I invite everyone to please be seated again. <laughs> So we've got some announcements for the coming week to go over. Um, first, there is a wonderful cookout planned for us immediately after the service. Don't worry if you haven't signed up. There's plenty of food. If you're a visitor, please plan to join us. Um, as promised, guys, there's Brickley ice cream. So, which I understand you guys don't like it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, please join us for some time of fellowship and wonderful food. Later this week, on Wednesday, we begin our Wednesday noontime Bible study. That will begin here at noon in the parish hall for this week only. It'll be a chance for everyone to gather and catch up with each other. And then starting next week, we will go to Zoom full-time as some of our snowbirds that are part of it are already begin to fly away so that um, we make sure everyone's able to be part of that journey. Everyone's invited to join. Simply let me know if you'd like to be part of the year-long study. We are looking at the book of Exodus. So it should be an absolutely wonderful study and um, kind of a journey through um, the wilderness and into um, at that edge of the promised land. So come and join us for that journey. It's every Wednesday at noon. Like all of us, we can't make all of them. That's great. If you haven't tried it yet but think you'd like to with no obligation, feel free to come and join us once or twice and see if it works for you. In October, on the 6th of October, we will begin our Thursday Bible study. That takes place at 7 p.m., and we're continuing our journey through the Gospel of Luke. And so anyone, again, can join at any point of the journey and just follow through. And again, that is also by um, Zoom as well. So those are two courses that are starting up. There's more about to be put together. Um, Father Rafino is beginning to put together a course for people, and that um, I say, please stay tuned. It's coming soon. This Thursday night at 7 p.m. is the last of our three Brothers Keepers concerts. It will feature Jody DeSalvo on piano and Glenn Basham on violin. It will be wonderful classical music as well as Broadway show tunes and everything in between and beyond. At the end of the uh, performance, there will be a request portion, and it's called Stump the Musicians, to see if you can stump them in what you request. So kind of think of the most obscure song and come with it in your heart, and if you request it, see if they can figure it out. Um, Jody and Glenn have been performing for 33 years together. When Glenn was here three years ago, it was one of the best shows and entertainment um, offered here at St. Peter's. Glenn is the concertmaster for the Naples, Florida Symphony, uh, and the two of them are just great entertainers. It is $25 per person. 100% of that goes to support the community market. So please invite friends and support this evening to help feed those around us who are struggling here in town. 
Any other announcements? Joan? Yes, um, the knitting group will begin Thursday in the conference room, 9.30 to 11.30, and not everybody knits, and it's kind of hand sewing and stuff, and not everybody's a member, so everybody's welcome. And again, we welcome back our choir. We are so grateful to our volunteers who support the music and to our uh, leads who help guide the music under Tony's tutelage. Tony, do we have some new members to the ranks this year to introduce? We did, but she's not preaching that. <laughs> <laughs> I scared her at the first time. Oh, okay. So we do have some new and many returning. It's so good to see such a full choir and everyone back. And that is Britt back there without the beard. I was wondering. So never mind. We won't go there. On that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is truly right and a good and joyful thing to give thanks, all holy God, source of life and fountain of mercy. For you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, joining with angels and archangels and with the faithful of every generation, we lift our voices with all creation as we sing. Blessed are you, gracious God, creator of the universe and giver of life. You formed us in your own image and called us to dwell in your infinite love. You gave the world into our care that we might be your faithful stewards and show forth your bountiful grace. But we failed to honor your image in one another and in ourselves. We would not see your goodness in the world around us. And so we violated your creation, abused one another, and rejected your love. Yet you never ceased to care for us and prepared the way of salvation for all people. Through Abraham and Sarah, you called us into covenant with you. You delivered us from slavery sustained us in the wilderness, and raised up prophets to renew your promise of salvation. Then, in the fullness of time, you sent your eternal word, made mortal flesh in Jesus, born into the human family, and dwelling among us. He revealed your glory, giving himself freely to death on the cross. He triumphed over evil, opening the way of freedom and life. On the night before he died for us, our Savior, Jesus Christ, took bread. And when he had given, grace, given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. As supper was ending, Jesus took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Remembering his death and resurrection, we now present to you from your creation this bread and this wine. By your Holy Spirit, may they be for us the body and blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. Grant that we who share these gifts may be filled with the Holy Spirit and lives and live as Christ's body in the world. Bring us into the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters, that with all your saints, past, present, and yet to come, we may praise your name forever through Christ, and with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. To you be honor, glory, and praise forever and ever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. body of Christ, the bread of heaven, the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven, and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. 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 There we go. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. 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 the bread of heaven the body of Christ 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 the bread of heaven the bread of heaven <laughs> the body of Christ the bread of heaven 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 the body of Christ the bread of 
body of Christ, the bread of heaven. body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. Let us pray. God of abundance, you have fed us with the bread of life and cup of salvation. You have united us with Christ and one another, and you have made us one with all your people in heaven and on earth. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior. Amen. The wisdom of God, the love of God, and the grace of God strengthen you to be Christ's hands and heart in this world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 334.
Thanks be to God.